There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Kalshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Friday morning to you. It is a numbers game at VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Fubo, Game Plus. IR Radio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. It is Gil Alexander and Kelly Midland Bidlin. Hell, let's do it. Let's do this. Paul Carr, Premier League picks. We got some of that coming up. Oh, Dr. Bob and college football by popular demand. He'll be here this hour as well, as will Jason Weingarten later on the show from under a cloud of smoke. And Chrissy Andrews, my mishpucha, joins us later on the show. Taking the old Vinny role here for a couple weeks, just for a couple weeks. Uh, Chrissy's in here, and we love seeing Chrissy. We'll also talk about the uh, Donovan Mitchell trade, a little Spider Mitchell trade. We talked about this, you and I, Whew. just randomly a few days ago when the Knicks signed R.J. Barrett. Well, not randomly. We, we tied it into the fact that, oh, well, now that they've signed R.J. Barrett to an extension, that means no Spider Mitchell, I guess. Yeah, they were. They put that deadline on, on kind of a trade happening with the Jazz because they were going to go ahead with the extension with R.J. Barrett. Mm-hmm. Um and look, apparently after that happened, it was the the Jazz kind of cut the Knicks out of conversations anymore because the Cavs the Cavs kept calling. And that's uh, I think it says something about trades and sports these days. You just keep calling, keep calling. Persistence. It's like, just like women, Gil. You just keep calling them over and over again. You got to wear them down. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, is your pro tip of the hour. <laughs> Oh no, it's not. They we're not doing that one. Okay. No, no, no. All right. I thought we were. I thought we were out of the gates with the pro tip from Kelly. Um, all right. Tennis yesterday, one and two in tennis, but the one was the big dog. You on your way? So that was a plus one eighty one is where I got it. You probably got it a little higher than that actually. So it ends up being a very small loss in terms of units because uh, we did the other two were terrible by the way. UA Yuan beat uh, Irina Camelia Begu, so that was a big dog winner for us in the morning. But then really lackluster performances from the other two. Like, the other two were just sort of DOA. Linda Fruvertova got bageled, I believe, in the first set. And then she was up a break. She was up 4-1 to one in the second before Garbine Muguruza just said, I'm about to crush you. And she did. And then Marie Buskova with the, and with the total no-show. Well, let's give Carolina Pliskova some credit. So, uh, one and two. But again, the big dog hit. So, really four consecutive days of the U.S. Open where... Uh, we were either winners or no damage was really done. Kind of, you know, to be honest with you, really in the end, just sort of a, a slight, modest gain over the first four days. That's really all it has been. Uh, day five today, round three, we got three picks. And this is some fascinating stuff on today's card for us. Uh, I, I landed on three of them. Uh, two are on the men's side. One is on the ladies' side. On the men's side, Jack Draper, the Brit, Jack Draper, 
Uh, he's down to minus 143. You can actually get him now at a better number than I got him at because I got him in the minus 150s. This had actually come down from minus 160-something. Once it got to the minus 150s, it was playable for me. Now it's minus 143 against Karen Kachanov. Karen Kachanov, his opponent. Jack Draper, though, the Brit, with outstanding hardcourt numbers. He is play number one. Play number two, you ready for this one? Andy Murray. Now, this is about seven cents worse than I got it where I got it, but you can still play it at plus 167. I got plus, 160, uh, plus 174. Andy Murray, one of the big four. Before there was a big three, there was a big four. And Andy Murray still playing tennis and still a pesky tough out. He's taking on Matteo Berrettini, who right, who right now, along with Casper Ruud, might be the – not might be, are the two favorites in that quarter. But I'm taking Murray because Berrettini's not playing his best, and I think Andy Murray is going to give him fits. I was expecting to look at these numbers, and, uh, you know, I, I'm sorry. I, I did not scout before the show who Andy did, Murray was playing. You, you did not. I okay. apologize, Gil. Right. I'll be better on Monday. I don't expect you for the tennis Yeah, court. that's right. But yeah. uh, the uh, I, I was not expecting to look up and seeing, seeing him playing Berrettini at that kind of price. But like you said, I guess Berrettini's just not playing as well recently. He's not at his peak. But and, Murray's taking money down and, to plus one sixty five. Well, and and Murray Murray has historically given him fits as well. And the other one is is boy, this is the, you know again you're going to have to really just sort of trust here in the numbers. Maddie Keys, Madison Keys, who was a 2018 U.S. Open finalist, lost to Sloane Stevens. You may recall she's taking on Coco Golf, who justifiably was one of the pre-draw favorites in this, and really even post-draw, people love Coco Golf. I even said she's probably a good value bet uh, right before the tournament starts, but this is not the player she wants to play. This is going to be a phenomenal tennis match. These gir- these ladies hit hard, uh, and it is going to be back and forth. And I will take the plus money on Madison Keys uh, for him to for her to just sort of figure out a way a wily way to get through this against Coco Golf. Maddie Keys coming off a huge hard-fought win in the previous round uh, as well that she gutted out. So those are the three picks. Jack Draper is a favorite. Andy Murray is a big dog. Maddie Keys as a short dog. I'm actually seeing even some better numbers out there on Madison Keys right now, too. So you might be even uh, okay. able to get even a better number than Gil got. Which, actually, I'm, I'm wondering, Gil, just sitting here looking at these with Coco Golf playing... Has she captured the attention enough of the public to maybe that could continue throughout the, uh, throughout today? Yes. Well, when do they start? They start at 11 a.m. our time. Yeah. So four, four hours. At this point, maybe you're just better even waiting and see where this number continues to move? Maybe. Yeah. It's hard with all the Serena hype going on that to, to think of anybody else as taking right. in money, but yeah, probably so. I don't know. I, I would imagine that would stick around where it is, to be honest with you, but we'll see. Um... College football last night. You watch any college football last night, Kelly? Gil, I will tell you. I'm kind of proud of myself. Here we go. I'll tell you. I was, I was, of course, planning on watching it, but you know, I've got the multiple TV set up, and I was like, I'm like, I think I'll probably have a game on a side TV, kind of on mute, and you know, I'm doing something else or whatever. I was locked into those two games. Talking about uh, uh, Pitt, West Virginia. Pitt, West Virginia, which and the Purdue, Penn State game. Those were the two. Those we were on, those were on my screen. two big TVs, and they didn't move for basically the first half. I was jumping back and forth between a few things, but once we got into those second halves, I watched both those games to the end. And I'm proud of myself, Gil, because uh, you know me. I'm not the biggest college football guy. You are not. And I didn't have a single dollar on those games, oh. and I watched them all the way to the end. Well, now that is impressive because I can't possibly imagine not having a dollar on I, those two games. Oh, man. It, but so, it was one of those experiences where I sat there 
after watching those endings, I thought to myself, this is exactly why college football is so exciting, and this is why I never bet college football. Oh, see, I would I would go the oppo on this, and I would be like, college football is one of the great betting vehicles in-game. Let me get to that. That's my third point. Well, you've always been high, high on the in-game, which the I end get. That, that I get. Because I think college football, you learn, in, in more so than in any other sport, when a team's about to get trucked. Yeah. And or or just the flow. If you see, oh, there's no defense on either side. Whatever the case may be, uh, but but we'll get to that in a second. The first thing is just some observations. One, did Fox decide that they just couldn't possibly do their telecast without Urban Meyer again? Like they brought him right back to do their shows. Yeah, their pre. I, I don't like know. that was the first shocker. Man, I'm like, wow, oh, just Urban's just going to roll back in here, huh? And you got to keep in mind is you know in in classic network dealings this yeah. is like part of the Buck Aikman trade right like of how all this stuff got like reworked so, so around they, they felt the need to y- yeah yeah know. like that's part of the reason why that was on Fox in primetime last night I, like, that was the first thing this stuff gets so confusing <laughs> that was the first thing I was like oh there there was a choice uh, and then two the, the court the quarterback play oh, the okay. quarterback play uh, Aiden O'Connell. And Sean Clifford in the Penn State Purdue game. Uh, then you had the two old USC quarterbacks. It's amazing. Like we're in a, we're in a day and age in college football where you're like, oh, I remember when both of those guys played at USC. It's insane. JT Daniels and Keon Slovis. And I just look in in the pit. Excuse me, the uh, Penn State Purdue game. Both quarterbacks, Clifford and O'Connell, ended up with really good stats. But like if you watched both of those games. I'm like, I don't think any of these guys are any good. They were missing so many wide open receivers. Like so many. Yeah, how many overthrows. how many series did the backup on Penn State have? Was it just one or was it more than that? Uh, I do not recall. That kid though, who's like six five, two forty or whatever, they kept calling Roethlisberger, the Drew Aller guy. Yeah, he only did one series. He missed that horrible third third down pass was way behind the wide receiver, uh. but he, I don't know. He had some glimpses of uh, that kid could be uh, scary in years to come. I but, guess what one of the higher, uh, one of the bigger prospects coming out of high school he was. But the you know the pit the the back street back I was just a back street the back street the ba- brawl the backyard brawl. <laughs> Watch out, instinct. <laughs> the backyard brawl. The the fact that it ends on a on a pick six where like it was literally like a practice drill oh, where the dude was just posted up right on uh, on uh, on West Virginia. Sorry, Pitt, West Virginia. Pitt, West Virginia. West Virginia receiver was just posted up, ready to catch. It just goes right through. I mean, him. There, there's a couple of these plays I really want to talk about, oh, but like that one, oh right? My God. It is okay. You ran a perfect route. <laughs> it's a practice court, drill. The quarterback yeah. put the ball perfectly. The corner could not have played it worse. Worse. You, you go to you go down and then hit the hit hard to come back to the ball. The corner keeps flying down the field. But because you don't make the catch, yep. it flies up in the air, and that corner's just sitting right there to catch the ball and take it back for six. College football, it is what it is. And, and then the one, it, yo, the one I got a problem with, this is going to continue to be a problem in, in football at, at both levels, but that catch or non-catch in the West Virginia game, yep. here, here's the problem is we've all kind of accepted that we want the refs always to go to review in crucial moments. But if you're going to go to review, it means what? You have to call it a catch on the field to then go to review it, right? Mm -hmm. But then we all know when you get to review, there has to be obvious evidence, right, for you to be able to overturn a call. There was nothing – like that catch was – I know we watch it full speed and it doesn't look like a catch – 
But it all had on all the components of the hands underneath, and yes, there's a lot of sliding. Well, see, I, I was going to go the other way where it was like, that ball's that ball slid on the ground for about a yard and a half, it felt like. Oh, I, no, but, I agree. Right. But I think but, he had a hand under but it he the had whole a, time. But this is what I, I said to the Wishnet. We were watching it at the, at the Aria. I said to him, I go, this is one of these where in all our lives playing football, we all know this is not a catch, right? But they're going to, they perhaps might microanalyze this enough to somehow will it into a catch. And that's my point. We yeah. all know it's not a catch, but once yeah. you take it to review and you called it a catch on the field, you have to come up with incontrovertible evidence to say it's not. And I don't think that evidence was there. Good use of incontrovertible, though. Listen, I didn't get to make my point about how great college football in-game betting is. I'll make it right after the break. But it is the greatest vehicle for that. Period. You win some, you lose some, but I think your rate of wins. Higher than in any other sport. That's kind of my theory. We'll talk about that. Dr. Bob's Plays of the Weekend next. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Calshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Calshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Calshi.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. Numbers game proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. As always, with BetMGM, many a promotion. But as always, go to visit uh, the BetMGM.com, I should say, or download the BetMGM app. Won't take you but a few seconds to uh, sign up. And then, of course, you are on your way in but a few minutes. To bet at BetMGM. It is that simple. No problem whatsoever. The king of sportsbooks, BetMGM. Skill Alexander, Kelly Bidlin is here as well. I, I just wanted to make this point uh, before we bring in Dr. Bob, which is that was the quick reminder about college football and game betting. Not that we needed the reminder, but because we had week zero also, but just to drive it home once more for those who are just sort of landing on college football, because we're going to, you know, we take an inordinate amount of time to talk about pre flop bets, which we will hear momentarily with Bob, and some people are really good at that. But there's no other sport, I believe, where you can watch a drive or two, and you're just like, okay. Like, the Oklahoma State-Central Michigan game last night was a perfect example of that. You're like, oh, Oklahoma State can name their score. Not only that, they also, we're also seeing the Chippewas, like, they can actually move the ball downfield at ease. You could have overed that game. I wish I had, right? The regret. That was one of those games you could have overed it in-game yeah. a million times. And the thing is, I only did it once. I had an over 64 and a half, which got there like less than a minute into the second half. But but I also think, look, I, wouldn't you also say the first week or two of college football, you maybe wouldn't hammer the in-game over and over and over again? I, I didn't. That's why I didn't do it. Yeah. I wasn't too aggressive. And by the way, let me just also say conversely, not to say this is so easy. It, it is a lesson about college football <laughs> in-game unders because Pitt and West Virginia 
yep. and Penn State and Purdue both looked as though they were going to be still cold unders. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, college football happened. Man, that so. that Central Michigan, well, I didn't catch that until this morning because uh, I, I wasn't paying attention to that too much that they they ended up covering. <laughs> it, was some, it was a 20-point spread. They so dropped 22 so in the fourth quarter. I, I had a Central Michigan minus 16 and a half that somehow got there. Just completely Ooh. ridiculous. But I did have the over on the two other games that we mentioned, so it wasn't all, wasn't all good. But anyway... It's a great sport to follow in that way. Dr. Bob is here, ladies and gentlemen, at DRBobSports on Twitter, drbobsports.com. I won't use the word. I won't use the P word. Pioneer. Predictive sports modeling pioneer. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Dr. Bob. How you doing, Bob? Doing well, Gil. Started off with a little winner last night. What? Tennessee first half over. Nice. I mean, first half uh, line, minus 22 and a half. So you were and not... They- you, you you were not on the Purdue bandwagon, were you? No, I le- I I I kind of was. I mean, I leaned Purdue plus three. I had them winning by one, um, but I didn't bet it. Yeah, but yeah, well, I mean, there you I go. So. Leaned with Purdue, and my numbers leaned with the overs. So, uh, but uh, I didn't play it. The only thing I played last night was Tennessee minus twenty two and a half in the first half, <sighs> and that one got there pretty easy. Yeah, they were playing Ball State, correct? Yes, that's right. Did you see, by the way, I don't know if anybody else had this in-game, but Ball State down 59-7 to in the closing minutes of the game decided to kick a field goal. <laughs> Did you see that? Whereas, like, as some people had certain totals, it was like, are you kidding me? Why are we kicking a field goal? Anyway, college football, once again, it is what it is. Um, Push that game over. Yeah, good on you. Good on you there. Uh, a, a a moment significant to some. All right, this weekend, week one in earnest with some marquee matchups. What did you land on, sir? Well, I I uh, like Ohio State. I released this last week when the line was fifteen and a half. It went to seventeen and a half actually. After I played it, it went to seventeen, and another group hit it and went up to seventeen and a half. Now it's settled back down at seventeen. As people are saying, well, Notre Dame's ranked number five. Getting seventeen, that seems like a deal. Notre Dame should not be ranked number five. I just don't think I, – I, I don't even think they're a top-10 team. But um, the defense certainly won't be able to stop Ohio State. That I think they're, they're the best offense in the nation. Um, the Irish should be much better this year defensively. They've eight starters returning. But they weren't nearly as good last year as they appeared to be. They had a lot of luck in, in the version of opponents that they happened to play. They played Purdue when Jake Plummer – was the quarterback, not Aiden O'Connell, who's one of the best quarterbacks in the country. That's a difference of about two and a half uh, yards per pass play, facing Jake Plummer instead of facing O'Connell. They also faced Wisconsin early in the season when Ches Malusi, who averaged 4.7 yards per run for the season, he was the feature back at Wisconsin when they played Notre Dame instead of freshman superstar Braylon Allen, who uh, ran for 1,200 yards and seven yards to carry in his final nine games as a starter. So they also got Wisconsin when Wisconsin's offense was bad. They faced Virginia without Brennan Armstrong, who's one of the ACC's best quarterbacks, and, and, and Armstrong's backup only averaged 3.8 yards per pass play. They also got Georgia Tech with Jordan Yates behind center instead of Jeff Sims. That was a huge difference for the season. Both played close to 200 uh, pass plays. Sims averaged 7.0 yards per pass play in the season. Yates, 4.1 yards per pass play for the season. So a huge difference there. So they faced four teams with significantly worse than they, than they, than they could have played as they played those teams with their, with their stars. So Notre Dame's defense was not as good as it looked. 
they were only 0.4 yards per pass play better than average when you adjusted for the versions of teams they played. And that ranked 40th in the country last year in defense. Everybody thinks this is an elite defense. They're going to be better, but they were 40th in the country last year, so they're not going to be that much better. I mean, they're not going to be like an elite defense. I think they're probably like the 25th best defense in my ratings this year. And last year when they played uh, when they played good teams, they struggled. They gave up 6.1 yards per play to Florida State, 6.7 yards per play to Cincinnati, 6.2 yards per play to USC, 7.9 to North Carolina. They gave up over 600 yards in the bowl game to Oklahoma State, 6.6 yards per play in that game. And Ohio's offense is just so, so good. And they've got you know basically everybody back. C.J. Stroud is back for a sophomore season at quarterback. They've got two great running backs, Henderson and Williams, uh, combined for 1,700 and a, you know 56 yards at 6.9 yards per rush. And last year, those guys didn't get as many carries as they should have because Master Teague was the veteran, and he got a lot of carries, and he only averaged 5.3 yards per run. He's moving on, so now they got better backs taking more carries. The only the thing that people are looking at here is why the Buckeyes maybe won't be as good is they lose two NFL wide receivers and Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. But those two last year combined for 9.7 yards per target. That's, that's great. Um, but the other four wide receivers on the team combined for 12.6 yards per target. And those guys only combined for 9.7. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they have so much talent at wide receiver. And in the bowl game, Olave and Wilson did not play. Neither did a first-team All-American left tackle now in the NFL. And in the bowl game against Utah, they've got a good defense. They racked up 683 yards and over 10 yards of play. They're not going to miss Wilson and Olave. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know who will be missed? It's Kyle Hamilton, All-American free safety at Notre Dame last year, was a first-round draft pick in the NFL this season. And without Hamilton, this team got torched last year by good quarterbacks. They gave him an average of 535 yards and 6.9 yards per play in three games without Hamilton last season when facing better-than-average quarterbacks, USC, North Carolina, and Oklahoma State. And they have a bunch of three-star. This is the worst talent level of any uh, position group on Notre Dame's team is their secondary, loaded with three-star recruits, which is you know fine for my team, Cal, but not so good for Notre Dame. I mean, they're supposed to have four-star recruits and five-star recruits. This is their worst talented, the least talented uh, position group is the secondary. I just don't see how they're going to keep up. And Notre Dame's offense, okay. they're going to be pretty good, about the same as last year. But Ohio State's defense is loaded this year, so I think it's a blowout. Okay, I think it's a blowout. You'll lay the 17, even even though you recommended it at 15 and a half. Okay, we only have two minutes, Bob. We're going to have to give you two segments next time. Uh, Can we squeeze in 30-second thumbnails on two more? What's uh, you? you Yeah, I I gave out Maryland at minus 21. That's up to 24, and that's about the the highest I'd lay with Maryland. That's a strong opinion now against Buffalo. We talked about their offense last week when I did my win total segment. Maryland's loaded on offense. Uh, and the MAC is really bad. I mean, the Bulls will be better this year. Um, with you know, in the second year, they got a little more talent, but they're still a MAC team that's not very good. And Maryland is ready to explode on people. And when Mike Loxley took his lumps at New Mexico, when he has a chance to beat up on bad teams, he does. The other one I like is UTSA, Texas San Antonio. Getting they're now getting four points. I, I gave I got five and a half against Houston last week. They're now getting four. UTSA. 
plus four against Houston, a very overrated team. They weren't nearly as good as their 12 and two record last year, and they were super lucky in third down conversions. We talked about this a little bit last yes. week on your segment as well. We did. So uh, I like UTSA plus the point. Yeah, you. Were, I mean, I think that's the big thing. Also, you, you. We had a lot of people who loved Houston. I think the line they used was if there's going to be another Cincinnati, you know, if there's going to be another Group of Five team that does what Cincinnati did last year, it will be Houston. And you are completely no. opposite on that. No. Lucky. I mean, third down conversions, 25.7% allowed on third downs last year. They had two NFL cornerbacks who are gone, and they should regress to around 38% third down conversions, which is a huge difference. They're they're just not that good. All right, Bob. We're going to need a bigger boat next week and beyond. We absolutely will because we love it. We love the insight. So those are the plays, Ohio State. Uh, Maryland still, but it's teetering. Don't play it higher than it is now at 24. And then a big play on UTSA against Houston. Dr. Bob, thank you, my friend. Appreciate it as always. All right, buddy. Talk to you next week. Bob Stoll, everybody. S-T-O-L-L, by the way, at Sports on Twitter, drbobsports.com. On the information superhighway, Kelly, we still call it that thing? You know, no, we don't use that anymore? Oh, yeah, sure, totally. Sure. Yeah, I think we call it that. Uh, coming back, Premier League picks from Paul Carr next. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. It is football season for reals, and bettors know that this is when the money is made. Nobody knows football like VSEN, and now's the time to become a VSEN subscriber and get our comprehensive college and pro guides. Only VSEN subscribers get all the tools to prep for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus. Best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Sign up early and for a discounted $175, you'll receive both guides and full Visa access all the way through the Super Bowl. Or join us for $40 a month and see everything Visa has to up your betting game. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. We get tweets at Beating the Book. Always appreciate the, uh, the feedback. Good, bad, ugly, indifferent, whatever it is. As long as you're funny. You can murder me, too. As long as you're funny, oh, exactly. we'll read them. Yeah. Oh, my God. We'll Jason read. had a good tweet. Who did? Jason H. Jason H11. Uncontrovertible? Is that a convertible where the top doesn't work? Is that what I LOL. said? Did I say I thought you said incontrovertible. I thought I did, too. Yeah. But but mm. the point still stands, Jason. You're going to hear me make up a lot of words on this show. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, Al McDonough. What are your thoughts on taking Tomjanovich against Serena? Is the public emotionally betting for Serena to drive the number up to minus 160? So I'm not playing it, but your point is well taken. If there, if it, if there were a play, it would be on Isla or nothing, on Isla Tomjanovich or nothing. Um, but I, you know, this is, this is where sort of the stats, like in other words, if I were to do this strictly by the numbers, there's value on, on there's, there's some value on Isla for sure. But yeah, this is, I just feel like I said it before the, I said it before the tournament. If if Serena got by Annette Contivate, I just feel like she's there to the weekend, and then Ludmila Samsonova is just going to just destroy her. But I so I'm not touching it. In other words, would I be surprised with either result tonight? I would not be. So just a no play for me uh, on that match. But your point is taken. Yes, there is some by the numbers. There is some value on Tomjanovich, but you have to sort of have some humility in that in a scene that we are seeing at the U.S. Open in Serena's swan song. Rich uh, PSM. Uh, three tennis picks I could actually spell next to myself. It's a miracle. Or I could actually, I could actually text to myself, he said. It's a miracle. 
That's true. I had easy. You you agree with that? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I know all these people. <laughs> That's right. Um, by the way, uh, Paul Carr joins us now to talk some uh, some uh, Premier League, but uh, I'll bring Kelly in as well for this, Paul. So the the news, the gossipy news over the the last you know several hours or until yesterday, I should say, is that it finally came out that Tom Brady and Giselle reports anyway might be having a little uh, trouble in paradise, and so uh, Tom Brady that might explain right his. Uh, what would we call it? Furlough? I don't know. His, uh, absence. his absence. Let's go with absence from uh, training camp. And uh, so this is like not a, not a massive shocker. I think there were some of us who kind of had heard this behind the scenes that this might be the case, um, which is interesting because the way I put it then is that Brian Flores has, put, has made trouble in paradise because it appeared before Brian Flores uh, sued, the, sued the Dolphins that right. Giselle and Brady were on the same page, like, oh, you're going to come, you're going to play for the Dolphins, that's our home in Miami, oh, this will be great. And then when that didn't go down, when Flores <laughs> he went back to the Bucks, she's like, oh, no, this is not good. The question is, is there any, is that bettable even further? So for those of us who, like, I like the Cowboys week one, but that has a lot to do with Brady's 45, he's got injuries on the offensive line and retirement on the offensive line, he's got injuries at wide out. So I kind of embarrass on the Buccaneers just in general. Um, Jason Weingarten has them to have the worst record in the NFL at 250-1. to Does this latest news make you want to fade them even more, or is this not bettable information to you? I mean, to me, look, Brady and Giselle have probably had fights before. I mean, it's it's like any marriage. Like there's, They've had these issues I'm sure they've been dealing with for however long they've been married. So I'm sure Brady's had to deal with this during football season. Not really bettable to me. It's much more about what you talked about. The whole O-line is hurt. Receivers are up in the air. I think Tampa's got a lot of questions. Uh, I think it's still be fine, but I don't think they're one of the favorites, to me at least, in the NFC. I'd agree with that. And I have my own concerns about the Cowboys, I think, with some of their injury issues going into week one. So I think I'm going to be staying away from that game anyways. But, hey, I completely understand why you would be upset living in Tampa and not Miami, because I would much rather <laughs> live in Miami than Tampa. <laughs> I would, uh, no, no, no offense to the grit folks of Tampa St. Pete. There's Miami, some good beaches over there. But Miami. Both places. Hey, you get the sunset. You get the sunset. You, um, so I would agree with all of that. Like, I'm, if, I think if you're already bearish on the Bucks, like, I don't know that this necessarily adds to it. Because, all, by the way, people sort of underestimate compartmentalization. I think Tom Brady can compartmentalize things, right? Like, I don't think he's under center going, like, oh, boy, when I get home. <laughs> oh, right. You know, I don't, yeah, even though reports say she's in uh, Costa Rica. Uh, okay, Premier League, so you had a special on a very special numbers game episode. Paul Carr came in midweek and gave us three picks. How'd you do on those picks? And one and two, so that brings us to nine and six so far on the season up, I think, about two and a half units. Okay, nine and six. And now the uh, the standard Paul Carr fair. Do we have uh, three picks to this weekend as well? Right? We do. Okay. We do. We got a good weekend of games here. I'm going to start early Saturday morning. This is, I think it's 6.30 Central time, so 4.30 out there. Uh, Liverpool and Everton, always one of the fiercest games of the season. Uh, I like Liverpool. This is my ever popular take the better team theory. Uh, Liverpool's just going to have 70 plus percent of the ball and dominate this game. They had 82% against Everton when they played in April. That was the highest in any Premier League game last season. They outshot them 18 to 9, two plus expected goals to about 0.6. So Everton's just not going to have a lot of the ball. I like getting plus money on minus one. So Liverpool minus one at plus 115 is what I played. If you can get a similar number, minus one and a half, I don't think that's bad either. Uh, Everton gets a little bit, you know, it's public money in the sense that, you know, if this were Bournemouth or 
Fulham or some other team that's expected to be relegation threatened. I don't think the price would be quite as good. Uh, but I like Liverpool. They're just they're fine. They beat Newcastle. They didn't quite cover on midweek, but they looked fine. So Liverpool minus one plus one fifteen is what I played. Is that a is that a Paul Carr classic? Just take the better team. They're better at <laughs> yes. football. They're better at yes. soccer than this other side is play. Yeah. Uh, Liverpool. Absolutely. All right, Liverpool minus the goal in that one. Uh, also on Saturday, you have a uh, you have a total here of sorts. Yeah, I got a first half under, uh, first half under half a goal, or some books will list this as just the first half score, which is obviously nil nil or zero zero. Uh, Wolves and Southampton, they played ten first halves between them so far, and six of them have been scoreless. Both teams have pretty well average defenses and bad attacks. Uh, they have the third and fourth. Worst shots this season in the league. They're 15th and 16th in expected goals. Uh, just they get good defense, bad offense. They're middle of the pack and expected goal difference overall. So these are not fun bets. Like nobody likes betting the under, especially scoreless games. But get, get plus. I got plus 190. Uh, anything down to like plus 170 or so, I'm still good with. No goals in the first half. Okay, and then to Sunday we go. Sunday. This is a going back to the well for this. I'm going to be totally honest on this. The numbers don't totally back up this play, but the historical ones do. So 25 of 28 away games for Leicester, 25 of the last 28 have had both teams score. So I'm playing both teams to score here at minus 120, which is a decent price for this. Now, Leicester's offense has been not good this year. They have scored in all their away games, but it has not been pretty. Uh, they're 18th in expected goals overall. Brighton has a decent defense, top six in expected goals. Uh, so this is admittedly a little bit of a reflex play playing on the history that Leicester will find a way to get a goal and Brighton, you know, will score at home. Uh, but minus 120 is what I played here. Both teams to score. All right. So, um, and, and Paul, you can place these bets legally yeah. now in the state of Kansas where you are. I would say the last 22 hours. So it went live at noon central time yesterday or have been a mass of free bets and deposit bonuses and spreadsheets and trying to figure all these things out uh, across that I can do myself instead of, I'm kind of outsourcing this to a different place right now. So I can do it right here on my phone, and my productivity has plummeted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so jealous, though. I, oh, we, we sit here in the fine state of Nevada. I'll go with fine. Betting capital of the world, Gil. Betting capital of the world, and we hear stories like this, and we're like, wow, that sounds awesome. How many, how many different outs do you have right now at your disposal? Uh, I have I've signed up with three sports books. I think there's two or three more that are active or at least coming in the next week. Oh. Uh, yesterday was sort of the soft launch for most of them. Uh, official full-fledged thing is next week, but I mean everything's up and running and taking bets. Eat it, Missouri, as you yeah, say. That's right. That's right. Um, okay. So, and by the way, so let me just review the picks real quick here before I ask you the final question here about the Premier League, which is once again two on Saturday. Uh, Liverpool giving up the goal against Everton. Uh, shop around. Paul got that at plus 115. Wolverhampton and Southampton, first half under 0.5 goals, plus 190. Nice little juicy price playing for the uh, nil-nil tie there. And then Brighton and Leicester City, the old BTTS. Both teams score minus 120 on Sunday. Uh, Premier League uh, made a little news this morning about the, tr about the uh, what do we call it there in the Premier League, the Spending hitting a new oh, record a in terms of, of the transfer window, going to what is it? Two point, my goodness, what it, it used to be 1.9 billion. Uh, oh, it's 1.9 billion pounds, 2.2 billion dollars. There you go. There's a conversion I was looking for. Um, this will just get higher and higher and higher every year, right? There's no, there's no stopping this. Yeah, this is it's TV money. It's the same thing you see in you know NFL, NBA, all these TV contracts. Every time there's a deal, they go up. The Premier League has the same thing. 
but they don't just have England. They don't just have the U.S. Like every country is paying for this. Obviously, you know, 80, 90 percent is the U.K. money and a little bit of U.S. money. But they just keep going up. It's the most popular league in the world. So everybody wants to have it. And yeah, it's not going to stop. It's just going to keep growing just like everything else in the TV money business. It's amazing. Makes our little NFL look uh, adorable, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah it's a cute little thing we got here. Cute little thing. Thank you, Paul. Appreciate it, man. You bet. Have a good weekend. You too. Kelly and I coming back uh, with the betting markets reaction to the Donovan Mitchell trade. We'll do that on the other side. Numbers Game VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Calshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Calshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Calshi.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. A numbers game on VSET, the sports betting network. The first inning is unpredictable, but you can place a no-run first inning wager with confidence at BetMGM. Make a no-run first inning prop bet on any Friday MLB game. If only one run is scored in the first, you'll get your stake back and free bets up to $20. That's right. Simply place a single or parlay no-run first inning bet. No runs in the first, no problem. You win. If only one run is scored, get your wager back in free bets up to $20. Take big swings all season long with BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Major League Baseball trade parks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. Opt-in required. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Skill Alexander, Kelly Billen is here. Kelly, you digging the new uh, background music there? Our new our new bumps? What do we call it yeah. in business? Bumps? Yeah, yeah. The rejoins? That was rejoins? Rejoin. Yeah. What's a bump? Uh, we have bumpers. Bumpers. We have bumpers that kind of like when we had the old Teaser Tuesday one. That's kind of a bumper. Just a video animation that you talk over. Matt Brown took Teaser Tuesdays. Now we have, we have Teaser Thursdays. Well, you know, so we love Matt Brown. We do love Matt we Brown. Had, we had a... We had to make uh, a concession. See, I don't want to make up words again. We had a... Uh, what's it when you have a divorce but that it's, you know, oh. both sides, right? That But it's a, it's a happy divorce. Yeah. We had to make some tough... Amicable. Thank you, Isaiah. Yeah. We had an amicable divorce, so we had to split up the kids. You know what I mean? Who, <laughs> Isaiah just said amicable. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, totally. I got help amicable. from downstairs. <laughs> so we kind of had to decide how yeah. to fairly split up the things we wanted to continue doing, right? Yeah. No, I like it. Some we stuff needs to live in the past. Primetime Action was a great show. Yes. It deserves to live there. Story Bonatoni, Matt Brown, Final Countdown. They're Weekdays. Killing it. They're killing it. Right here at the network. Beast in the Sports Betting Network. So this happened. So again, last, uh, wasn't even last week. You've only been with me this week. I think it was Tuesday, right? So the Knicks resign, uh, give, give RJ Barrett an extension. Um, and so the the real upshot of that, as we talked about here on a numbers game, was well, they, that, were, they were discussing the extension at that time. 
Oh, they that, didn't actually do yeah, the extension? Right. That's where they... Well, so, when we talked, they were... Do, right. Okay. Oh, I thought they actually did Yeah, back did when it. we had talked. Yeah. They, okay. They were discussing it then. All right. But the, the implications of that were, well, if you sign R.J. Barrett to an extension, you're kind of out of the uh, Spider-Mitchell sort of sweepstakes here. Right. Which kind of then put the jazz on the clock to get a deal done with the Knicks... Yeah, so the Knicks kind of walk away, and Danny Ainge is like, oh, well, I guess I'll make this happen elsewhere. So the Cavaliers yesterday uh, sending Laurie Markkinen, uh, rookie wing. He was the uh, 14th pick in the draft, was uh, Ocheg Baji, I believe, from Kansas. Right and, around there. And guard uh, Colin Sexton, plus three unprotected first-round picks, 2025, 27, and 29, and two pick swaps in 26 and 28 for Donovan Mitchell. And then Sexton agrees on a four-year, $72 million sign-and-trade deal to join the Jazz. Um, so what are you left with? First of all, Utah doing the whole upheaval, as we know already, from the Rudy Gobert trade. And now the Cavaliers have Donovan Mitchell along with, who's left? Well, a lot. Darius Garland, Jared Allen. Evan Mobley. Rookie Isaac of the Year runner-up, Evan Mobley. Ricky Rubio, Karis LeVert. This team is... I mean, Robin Lopez, let's not forget him. <laughs> Isaiah Mobley, who they drafted this year, Evan Mobley's brother. I mean, this team Brooke is... Brooke Lopez's brother, as you said. <laughs> this yeah. team is young, it's deep, it's talented. Um, so here's my question, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this is what... Yeah. Give me it's, the question. It's all of that, right? Yeah. It's all of that. Nothing you're saying is wrong. But they go uh, to win the NBA title down to 30-1, to 1, and the Eastern Conference cut that in half pretty much. Come on. Really? You think? No. No chance. No chance, right? They are. Look, they did a – Danny Ainge knows what he's doing. He do. Danny Ainge offers, offers you – offers you a trade. Run for the hills. It's kind of like that what, the old poker terminology, right? You sit down at the table and you can't figure out uh, who the sucker is in the first hour. It's probably you. Yeah. It's one of those you need to have. You be aware of that probably when Danny Ainge hits up your cell phone. Like, uh-oh, if he's calling me, uh, he's going to want to fleece me for something. And I'm not saying that's what happened here, but. When you trade for his there's number. A re- the Jazz have a game plan. The Cavs game plan, I don't really know what it is. I guess it's to be a top five team in the Eastern Conference, and maybe that's the best you can do in the Cleveland market, which, look, if that's, it's kind of sad, but some teams might have to settle for that and hope that this young group of players just loves playing with each other enough that they're going to continue to grow, continue to get better, and want to stay together, but we don't usually see that very often in the NBA. Um, Look, if Evan Mobley, it's... The season still depends. Before and after the Mitchell trade, Gil, it still depends on Evan Mobley. If this guy continues to rise and grow and actually becomes an all-NBA-type player, then this team could be very, very dominant in the Eastern Conference. But I don't, as constructed right now, look, they're still, behind the, they're still behind the Bucks. They're still behind the Celtics. They're still behind the Nets to me. You want if you want to start arguing with me from there where they stack up in the East, I'll I'll listen. But that's the point, right? So even this, so again, let's let's sort of rehash what we said the other day, which is if you're a Knicks fan, you're just like, really, this is what ended up happening. You should Cause, be happy because you. I, so that's the thing, right? So you first of all, you acted like Jalen Brunson was Oscar Robertson. Yeah, 
By the way, I don't know why I felt the need to go that far back in NBA history. <laughs> you acted like Jalen Brunson over was, a few grades, yeah, but yeah, you acted like Jalen Brunson was Bob Cousy. <laughs> You get the point. Um, yeah, you get the point. Um, a fine ball player, right? Had and deserves a new contract, but like, okay, you got Jalen Brunson. Then it was like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna maneuver for Spider Mitchell. And apparently, apparently, the Knicks were ready to offer R.J. Barrett, who we still don't know the, the his ceiling, right? They were they were all they were going to offer R.J. Barrett in a package deal, and then the Jazz wanted Quentin Grimes, and the Knicks were like, "Oh no, <laughs> no, no!" That part no. of the story is kind of funny, right? It's like, so it's like, so then you end up with okay, what you have, and so I, I guess what you just said is the main point of this, though. Okay, the Cavaliers, yes, you get Spider Mitchell, but it's the NBA, so it's so like, does this does this induce a wager? We look at everything through bets, and the answer for me is it does not. Because there is no bet, hey, can the Cavs be the fifth seed in the NBA, in the Eastern Conference, right? Yeah. Um, by the way, Kelly does have a, has a, did make one bet, though, But on this the is all just beating the market, right? And that's just, that's, you're just running to the market. It's, a, right. it's the fact that I was sitting in this chair yesterday when the news broke, mm-hmm. and we're doing a show, and I'm able to immediately jump on my phone and just make a yes to make the playoffs bet on the Cavs. Which makes sense, at minus 135. Yeah. What is it now? Do you know? Oh, minus two seventy to three dollars. Yeah. See something now you like don't. That. Now you don't make the bet. But Kelly, that, that that's. Uh, but that's another great point, though. You know, when we talk about betting, and if you have your hundred percent betting pie, what percentage is like? Let's say my tennis. I'm crunching numbers and I'm making pre-flop bets. You're, 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 what's your winning percentage on that? And then what is the stuff where you're just. You know, oh, NBA, NFL draft information, or oh, there's a trade. I got to get into the market. Honestly, it, it's probably fifty percent or more. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, like it really is that. And so, Kelly, good on you, Cavaliers, to make the playoffs because I think now that's a that sounds pretty solid, barring injuries, right? Yeah. But you said it. Let's tear it again. Celtics in no. Uh, well, let's give us the order. Bucks won still. I, Bucks are one to me. me Sorry, too. Sorry. As, as long as Giannis Antetokounmpo's on that team, yeah. it, he, they're probably going to be number one for, for me. It's yeah. Bucks one, Celtics two, Nets three. They've earned that. Yes. Nets are three. No matter what you want to talk about the Nets team, sorry, they brought back Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Those yep. are two two top ten players in the NBA. Can't still. be lower like, than three. It does. And look, they've added pieces kind of this summer as all this stuff's been going on. Um, I would put the 76ers four. So would I. And then the Cavs five. Whoa, over the Heat too. Oh, Gil, uh, you want you want my biggest betting takeaway from this? Oh, I like it. These Heat numbers are ridiculous. Way too bullish. Way too short. Way too short. So they the, the Heat at the Heat at eight to one the win the Eastern Conference. This number has not moved for two months. Now I made I made the excuses. Uh, you know, a month ago that the Heat were, were going to be all in going after Durant or Mitchell, and the books kind of knew that, and that's why they that's why they kept them at these shorter odds. But the Heat should not be eight to one, and the Cavs sixteen to one, Raptors twenty to one. There is not that big of a difference talent level between those three teams, and the Hawks twenty to one too. I just those I just, four teams to me are all kind of in the same group. I just want to cut to a shot of us in I don't know April. And the Heat, and you're like, hey, Kelly, what do you think about the Heat in this postseason? You're like, Gil, they could win the whole thing. <laughs> you know, because they just figure out a way every year to be relevant. No, I hear you. And you, you've worked with me for several years now. Yeah. You know I'm a Heat guy. I do. I buy into the Heat. I can't believe this out of These you. These betting odds are ridiculous on them right now. Well, they- I'll give you that. But most of these betting odds are ridiculous, right? Like, everything's too short, generally speaking. Like, we should get more bang for our buck on all of these. 
Yeah, I, but, I look. I do think I think it provides some value on the on the Hawks, though. I mean, I would check how how their yes no playoffs have shifted and their win totals shifted based off this Cavs news. I'm still I, not a shocker. I'm high on the Hawks team this year. I did get a bet in on them as soon as they made the Dejounte Murray trade. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm back high on that team again. The Dejounte Murray trade also seems to be one of those that people just do not grasp the impact of they don't as much as they should that, that instantly became one of the best backcourt backcourts in the nba who's your uh, sneaky freaky team from the west this year well man nuggets i don't know how sneaky that is right. pelicans. Pel- pelicans pelicans my sneaky team yeah yeah not so sneaky either if you follow the nba but yeah i like those answers coming back jason weingarten on baseball numbers game vsin the sports betting network there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Calshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Calshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Calshi.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.